It's it fine. wasn't doing this before. It I wasn't. You're, I'm not. I don't think you're crazy. Maybe it was. I switched it to the other one and then back. You think that did it? I don't know. What do I look like? I don't look like a tech guy. What do I look like? Someone who troubleshoots for a living? <laughs> Tuesday podcast episode 147 with your hosts Tyler Dryblatt, Sam Ginsberg, and Brian Smith. Here's Tyler Dryblatt. Welcome everybody. Thank you, Sam. It is wonderful to be back. This week we have patriotic name changes, uh, price gouging maybe, and possibly a craft logger, depending on what you think craft means. And we also have Brian. Hi, Brian. Hey, it's Tyler. How's it going? Oh, you know, just another wonderful Saturday in Madison. Tuesday. Oh, nice. It's a Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Ah, <laughs> oh, I fucked it all up. <laughs> 60 it. seconds in. Come on. The illusion is gone. <laughs> oh, no. Strip back the curtains on this production. <laughs> okay. Well, I, uh, I haven't done this in two weeks, so I'm very excited to get back to drinking. So I'm just going to introduce my own beer first, if that's all right with you fellows. Do it. I have Sierra Nevada's Five Hop Experimental IPA. It is a, an IPA, obviously, brewed with five different hops. They don't list which hops they are, unfortunately. It says it, it gives compelling flavors of vanilla, cedar, coconut, and orange. It doesn't smell like any of those, though. It smells like peaches. Very strongly like peaches. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's yellow, but not clear. It's kind of cloudy. Medium head. Let's see. I'll take a sip. Hmm. Interesting. It's pretty good. I definitely get a little bit of vanilla. I don't think cedar or coconut, but it's pretty tasty. I forgot to mention it's 5.8% ABV. I enjoy it so far. I hope maybe I can suss out some of those other flavors later on in the show. But right off the bat, it's pretty decent. I generally like Sierra Nevada, although I don't love their torpedo. I just think it's too bitter. Too bitter for you to melt. <laughs> My little baby mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brian, what do you have? I have the Lightspeed Pale Ale from Toppling Goliath. Uh, pretty standard pale. Uh, it's brewed with Millennium and Falconer Flight Hops, which... So it's got a pretty sweet bottle, like the uh, Millennium Falcon uh, windshield nice. uh, from, from Star Wars fame. I actually had that beer on the show to commemorate the latest Star Wars release. Did you? Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I saw the bottle, and I was like, yeah, that looks pretty good. And, yep. and Toppling Goliath typically has uh, has pretty, yeah. pretty solid beers all around. I don't think I've had anything from them that uh, I, I haven't enjoyed, at least, at least somewhat. This pretty standard pale. Uh, let's see. I don't know where the ABV is. I'm too lazy to find it. But yeah, not too not too bitter. Yeah, pretty pretty standard pale, pretty light. A little little cloudy in color, but yeah, pretty drinkable beer. Not bad. All right. Well, that sounds good for a pale ale. That's pretty much what it should be. Yep. And Samuel, you're offering. Speaking of things that your little baby mouth would not tolerate. <laughs> How spicy? Uh, somewhat. Not crazy. It's it's Flying Dog Fever Dream Mango Habanero IPA. Ah, uh, yeah. Spicy enough. So, 
Three Stacks and I made a mango habanero beer, but this this is an IPA, so you know it takes what is already kind of an over the top flavorful beer and kicks it up a notch. And uh, sure. I'm really impressed. Not even like I haven't even gotten to a point where I've decided whether or not I enjoy it. Just I can definitely taste mango. I can definitely taste ma- uh, habanero, and I can definitely taste enough hops to call it an IPA. And okay, those are like really if you think about how much how overpowering habanero and hops are the fact that the mango comes through is really impressive so i'm like looking at it now as like good from a technical perspective they did a good job solving this puzzle but but now i had to stop thinking of it as a an amateur brewer and start thinking of it as a beer consumer and decide whether or not i actually like it which i have not done yet yeah well, I, you know, I, I'm impressed as well because a lot of times beers say they have a whole bunch of different flavors. My beer, for instance, <laughs> and I can only pick out one. So even, you know, just to be able to, to notice there are actually the flavors it says is at least something good. How does the uh, how does the spice level compare to the, the spice homebrew that you made? The the mango homebrew? Yeah. No, not the mango one, the original one. So we've I've made three. I'm talking about the one from like two years ago, like winter time. Yeah, two it's years nowhere ago. near as, as hot as uh, <laughs> that, that beer had hot some, scotch. That beer had some kick to it, man. <laughs> that beer was just a science experiment, seeing if if heat covers the taste of alcohol, and it does. That beer was 11. <laughs> percent I remember just oh, being the only go. person at the party drinking it, and it's like everyone was like, "You're you're not gonna like it." I was like, "No, nah, it's delicious." <laughs> and and everyone can smell it from halfway across the room. <laughs> Oh, so what have I missed in the last two weeks? Have we done anything major? Done anything fun? We did something pretty major last week. Something that uh, we'd been kicking around for at least a year. There was a crossover. It was episode 146 of Bruce Tuesday, and also episode number one of Wines Day Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> so that's fun. Mary and Liz came on, and we drank beer and wine, and it was a much more wine-friendly vibe. Just a lot of a lot of togetherness and positivity and then also like it kind of got dark at parts but it was like about getting real rather than talking about dicks and butts because <laughs> liz was here that sounds exactly like a conversation would go with liz well, and, in general i i think it's very charming i'd recommend listening to it <laughs> okay i don't know so i didn't I miss really much. like dicks and butts well i'm gonna cut it so it just is your voice saying I really like dicks? <laughs> totally fair. I, you know what? You do what you gotta do. I already ruined the uh, I already ruined the Tuesday thing, so yeah. I, I might as well get fucked a little bit on this on this episode. Well, I guess since we, they already know it's not Tuesday, I can ask you: Are you excited for your birthday tomorrow, big guy? Uh, no. <laughs> That's fair. I'm not. I don't know. I think that we as a culture put too much stock in birthdays. And yeah. It's just like it just so happens that. This is how long it takes for the planet we live on to revolve around the sun. So we've decided that because it, the number of days that you've been alive is divisible by 365 and a quarter, now all of a sudden we're going to put some weird significance on this day. So I, I don't know. It just seems really arbitrary to me. And uh-huh. I, I feel like it's kind Are of you silly. also the guy who refuses to buy greeting cards? Ah, man. It has been a really long time since I bought a greeting card. Oh, I bought one for my friends who got married and forgot to give it to them. <laughs> That doesn't count. Yeah, I didn't think it would. <laughs> uh, but 3Sex actually gave me my birthday present early. See, that's what I was going to uh, say. I'm not really excited about getting older. I just love all of the sweet loot. Yeah, I, I, well, 
It, it, it was some pretty sweet loot. I'm pretty psyched about it. Bir- birthdays are just a good excuse to ask for things that you won't buy for yourself. Yeah. That's like right. the whole point of it for yeah. me. I don't know. I feel like that was a bigger deal when I didn't have an income. Rub it right in, rich man. <laughs> <laughs> like really, pretty much anything that I want. I can just buy if it comes down to it, and but the, this was this was a good this was a good gift in that it was something that I've been kicking around buying for at least two years and just hadn't gotten around to. Are you gonna break the suspense or? Uh yeah, it's a it's a Fitbit smartwatch thingy. Nice. Oh, that's fun. So I I mean Tyler, I know you know this, Brian. I don't know. You could probably have guessed. I really like getting fake points that don't mean anything. <laughs> So, like, I guess if you go up ten flights of stairs in a day, you get a badge. And, <laughs> and there was, like, a little, like, I, like my phone vibrated, and I was like, congrats on getting this badge. And I was like, fuck yeah. That's, that's ten flights is easy to do at work. I, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, ten, I, I also got the next level of the badge, which is ah. for 25 flights. But but really, I'm, I mean, I'll get that. I'll get the ten one every day. Like, does, it, does it make noise? Is there fanfare when it goes off? I think I could make it. But I, I have it on vibrate because I don't, I don't want my watch yelling at people. I don't know, man. It <laughs> seems like I, I think it could be fun. Like I already feel just a tiny bit douchey wearing it. Like I feel. I was like gonna I, say, yeah. If you're gonna wear smart jewelry, you have to go whole hog and just really irritate everybody. You see, I, I think I might just wear long sleeves a lot. It's not as bad as the Apple Watch, folks. So that's you got that going for you. Yeah, and I feel like it actually like, it looks like it's just a, like, a kind of. From the future watch, not like mm. it's its own thing. Like people wear watches and don't look like assholes. So that's hopefully true. That's I can true. manage not to look like an asshole just because I'm wearing a watch. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's pretty fun. I like that. And then I also know what I'm getting uh, for my birthday from my folks. Oh well, la ti da. Because they told me just buy it and tell us how much it costs, and we'll give you the money. <laughs> because it makes sense logistically. I'm gonna get myself a grill slash smoker. Oh, that's such a good idea. So rather than have them buy it and ship it or get it on Amazon and ship it or whatever, like I'm just going to get it, and that way I can make sure that it's exactly what I want, and then they'll just... Is it a wood wood fire smoker? You go in... That's the plan. I haven't, I haven't done enough research yet, but yeah. That's one thing I really want. I hate living in an apartment because of that. Just now that I have this this backyard and like home, and I feel like... I feel like a dad, even though I don't have any children. I feel like I need to get dad hobbies, and taking a like a nineteen-hour period to smoke a brisket <laughs> feels like a dad move. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Oh you boy, would go, you would go brisket. Nice. I would go brisket because Three Stacks wants me to. I I would rather do ribs myself, but I, I mean I'm sure I'll do everything. You can do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So you're uh, you're really gearing up for the summer then. Yeah, which sucks because it's like forty degrees out today in the middle of May. <laughs> not great but, today. But yeah, I, I'm I'm getting pretty stoked for the summer. You are not the only one getting stoked for the summer, Samuel. Tell me you know who... an example of someone else who is, please. <laughs> I will. Is I it will Brian? So. <laughs> well, probably. Brian, are you stoked for the summer? Brian is super stoked for the summer. Uh, That's good. Because he his favorite activity is drinking outdoors. So yeah, are you going to be drinking? Uh, the new summertime beer, America? Um, you know what? Probably. I'm going to be honest. It'll probably so, make an appearance at some point. To clarify for everybody, Budweiser, America's, you know, favorite brand, I say with a sigh. America's brewery that exists. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that is somewhat American. 
has has filed a, a label to call their Bud Beer America for the summer. Are we looking so at the just, Washington Post article or the... Yes. Okay. So from the Washington Post, Budweiser seeks approval to be called America this summer. They've... AB and Bev, their, their company, has filed the label with alcohol, tobacco, and trade to get their, their Budweiser beer called America for a couple months. And it's just... I am... I'm stunned, honestly. Like, the can just has all this stuff on it. Land of the Free, Home of the Brave, E Pluribus, e pluribus Unum, From the Redwood Forest, the Gulf Stream Waters, like, wait, all wait, this... Wait, they're really putting E Pluribus Unum on there? <laughs> yeah. You know, what, you know what Americans love? Fern language. <laughs> Foreign language slogans that we replaced because we were afraid of the damn commies. Uh, what does that mean? I don't know any E Pluribus Latin. Unum means out of many, one. That, that does feel a little commie. No, no, no. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but we replaced it in the fifties with "In God We Trust" because we're like those goddamn godless Reds. Okay, got to show how much we love Jesus. But yeah, so this bottle is just—I don't know. I think it's kind of ridiculous. But what really? Well, hold on. Let's. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say I think it's really ridiculous. I'm gonna stop there for a second. I'll come back in after I hear what you guys think about this. I don't, I like, it, obviously it's ridiculous. I'm sure no one among the three of us will dispute that. He might, I don't know. <laughs> I still don't know what Brian's going to say about this. But I think even more than ridiculous is it seems really tacky to me. Mm-hmm. And just so heavy-handed. And, I mean, it's, it'll probably work on some people, and I think that those people are, are probably already the people who are in their demographic anyway. Mm-hmm. But just, like, if someone sees a beer that just says America on it, and they buy it for that reason. Like, oh, come on. You have to know you're being had. What are you doing? Yeah. All right, so this is – I personally think this is a genius move on Budweiser's <laughs> part from a marketing standpoint more so than anything else. So because you know who's really stupid and will buy beer that because it says Patriots. America on it? Americans. Americans and college kids. And yeah. and that's where it, that's where they're going for it. Did you, you guys remember like the whole orange Keystone can thing that they threw out? I do. Yes. My house bought nothing but Keystone for like six months chasing that orange can, and it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be the same same thing with idiot kids who are just buying beer because it says America on it, and they're gonna sell more beer than they would before, and that's the whole point of it. They don't they don't care about what it means. They don't care what it stands for. Like it's a mar- it's it's marketing and it's gonna work. I, I mean, I get that it's marketing, but I just I, well, maybe I'm maybe I'm too contrarian well, you're, to you're want this to, to work. It being heavy handed, I don't think I don't think that they care. I think they, right. they know that they know exactly what they're doing. But I would just would think that some consumers who are the type of people who are you know gonna buy a macro but don't really have a strong preference, you know, they'll get Miller and Coors and Budweiser, like what you know whatever's there. I, I feel like some of them, I would think, would see America on there and be like, oh, fuck you guys. Maybe it's just that if I were the type of person who drank macro <laughs> beer all the time, that would be my reaction. And I mean, yeah. I, I guess I do I do drink macro beers, you know, when I want to just get drunk on them cheap. In fact, you have macro beers in your fridge right uh, now. I have three different varieties, <laughs> but I only bought one of them. Uh, I, did buy, I did buy one of them. Yeah. That's true. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like I would just be like, "Oh, you guys are being wieners. Get out of here with this." So, did, have they? Did they mention whether it's just going to be the cans and the bottles, or all of the packaging? Uh, that, I don't. I would assume people it's going to be the packaging even, as well. 
People but might not I don't even think it specifically it. addresses it in the article. Yeah, if it's just like the regular like bud packaging, and then all only the cans and bottles. It, it like, seems like it would be. You, oh, here, here we go. Uh, uh, Anheuser Busch InBev U.S. Marketing VP declined to comment on the packaging. Okay, that's weird to me. I guess how how does it work as, as marketing tactic if you don't know what you got until you already bought it? I have no idea, but it, it still could. <laughs> the people the people who are likely to know about this will know about it and they'll buy it for whatever reason and the, everyone else who who's like you who's just no strong preference is not going to know any difference they're going to probably have no idea that this is even happening unless they have a stupid podcast right unless they listen to you two idiots dribble yeah. on three idiots I guess. what there i you go. <laughs> what i find is really weird is the statement from the the marketing vp you have this wave of patriotism that's going to go up and down throughout the summer, and we found with Budweiser such a beautiful angle to play on that sentiment. And, like, alone, it's, it's like, fine, yeah, marketing, that's what you do. But this whole thing with, like, this the wave of patriotism combined with the stunning success of uh, candidate Donald Trump just really creeps me out, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know, like, obviously no one is Hitler but Hitler. You know, like I hate that goddamn. <laughs> oh, like, no, I don't know where this is going. Don't, don't do like it. it. Don't no, do like, it. No, I'm not going to compare Donald Trump to Hitler. You already did it implicitly. He threw it out there already. It's no, done. no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I don't, I don't like when people go there because obviously the only Hitler is Hitler. You know, but like it's just, it's just weird to see like these waves of of nationalism come through. You know, and it's even weirder to me, I think, when. Uh, private companies start playing on that. Is this going to spike like crazy for the 4th of July? Oh yeah, absolutely. Probably, yeah. Yeah, easily. That that one day of sales will probably make up for any justify its existence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just it's really weird. I feel uncomfortable with this. Well, I think it's it just gets to a point where people are looking for something to believe in and it it's it's easy to fall back on patriotism for that. It's, it's, yeah. this whole, it's this whole rhetoric that America isn't as great as it used to be. So we're seeing a surge in the opposite direction where everyone's trying, you know, this whole make great America or make America great again movement. It's all, it's all shit, but that's where it's all coming from and that's where it's going to go. And every company is going to play off. Everyone, everyone does that all the time. Fourth of July stuff pops up in the summer all the time. Yeah, Fourth of July days. also creeps me out a little bit. I can get by on Fourth of July. Any excuse? I guess I love murdering the British. So <laughs> any excuse to barbecue and drink beer, I'm generally behind. Blow off extra digits. I, I mean, really, I, just, I mean, I guess if if your concern with it is people being irresponsible, then like fucking get over it, noob. But if it's if it's an issue with nationalism, you're allowed to be nationalistic, like super nationalistic, one day a year. It's Independence Day. Like I think that's healthy. I guess. I mean, Tyler's Tyler's post nation man. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of this planet. I'm already looking towards Mars. They I got think, no nations on Mars. I th- I thought you were gonna. There say, will be. You ever get there? You're looking for Californian Independence Day. You want to be your own country. <laughs> No, they they were trying to do that last election. You, did you hear about that? About the state of Jefferson? Wait, what? Uh, a while, like the last election, what was that, 2014, I guess? They were trying to get a ballot initiative to like carve out part of Northern California and Southern Oregon to make a new state of Jefferson. 
Wait, would that be a new state in America or its own nation? A new state in America. That's weird. It's very weird. It so didn't that's, go that's anywhere. that's not even secession. That's just super gerrymandering. It's like seceding from your state, I guess, which is lame. But none of that has anything to do with drinking delicious beers. Or non-delicious beers as America Or non-delicious beer beers. Drinking be. any kind of beer, really. <laughs> yeah. So there's actually – there is a part two to this America article, which – so from, from WZZM13.com, not a catchy website – Somebody felt similarly to you, Samuel, that this was silly and, oh, come on, fuck you guys. So, Sagatuck Brewing has created, well, unfortunately, fake beer called Murica. And what do you mean fake of, beer? Like, these this, these are just bottles that don't have anything in them? Yeah. It's just taking a stab at, okay. at Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. But uh, it was it was so popular that uh, their, their distribution, you know, who didn't really realize it was a fake beer... Uh, was calling trying to get them to to get you know <laughs> initial it? orders. Yeah, that's funny. Yep, it uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's just a very silly little you know uh, marketing. It says it's brewed under the watchful eye of one thousand seven hundred and seventy six eagles. So this is really an onion article, except that the <laughs> onion didn't do it. A brewery did it. <laughs> yeah, and a bunch of people thought they were actually making this beer. So that's part two. I just thought it was an amusing little uh, side note to the, the Budweiser America yeah. deal. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, super cute. Great. So I haven't been on recently. Yeah, so you should have some shit to say. I should. I'm trying to think of some. The semester's over. My semester's over. That's nice. Yeah. Okay, so can we – I guess I was going to say go back to our previous recording schedule. That was easier. But by which I mean keep recording on Tuesdays like we always do all the time, no matter what. Uh, the answer to that is maybe. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm starting up with state parks on the 17th. Oh, you did jar. I don't know exactly what my schedule is going to be like. Nice. Yeah. I got my uniform. I look like a sheriff's deputy. Wait, you start on what day? The 17th. Okay. So you're still going to be a little baby 25-year-old then. Yeah. Just a little guy. A little fella. Just a little guy. I'm not going to tell anybody it's my birthday. I worked at my old job for three years. Nobody ever celebrated my birthday there. I just take the day off on my birthday now. I don't – I well, I always feel like if uh, if I need to take it – I was saving it because if I need to take a day off or something, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, it's my birthday. I'm taking the day off. <laughs> they don't know because I've never told them, you know? Didn't you have to put that on an, an application, application somewhere? I, I guess they could look it up. You're not working at like a hole-in-the-wall shitty little thrift store anymore like – the government knows when you were born, dude. I guess that's true. You're in I the system, man. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm going to be the system. I'm going to be the man. It really does. It looks. It's a frightening uniform. I, I definitely look like a policeman. Do you, do you have a hat? A Stetson? Not yet. Oh. Do you have a gun? I know. Do I have a gun? Yeah, they give those out, no problem. But you have to take a <laughs> test for the Stetson. Just <laughs> a man test. They have to check like how much hair you can grow on your chest. He's okay at that. You have, to, you have to light a pipe, you know, and wrestle a bear. And <laughs> at then, the same time? Start, yeah. a, start a fire from scratch, you know. Exactly. And then you get your Stetson. Man, I'm super not manly. Other than the chest hair <laughs> thing, I got that shit on lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. But I'm looking forward to it. Apparently there is an albino redwood tree near the area where I'm working, so I'm going to go find it. Don't start it on fire. 
I read an article this week about some guy who burned down like a three thousand year old tree in Florida. Like for shits? Woo. No, they were, Florida, I think they were. I think they were smoking God, inside of it. They were like hot boxing the tree. Oh my God. And lit it on oh. fire. <laughs> it's the most Florida Jake thing I've ever heard. Christ. It's like the fifth oldest tree in the world. Just wipe it off the face of the earth. <laughs> Which isn't funny. It's not funny. Broke it's a little funny. but Some assholes got real drunk and broke into part of, I think, Death Valley and may have killed off like an endangered fish because they puked in its in its home. What? How is that possible? It just lives in like one tiny like puddle? I guess. I don't really know. But they... they Grew oh. up all over the place and oh, it befouled this, its habitat. It was this crazy homebrew that's made with fish poison. Oh, okay. so they wrapped back up and killed the fish. Hey, they make those in India. Wait, what? The I'm just making a joke about how poisonous brew kills lots of people in India every year. Hilarious. Go America. <laughs> Are you nationalistic now? So this is why. This is why we need more macro brews, guys. We need quality control. This is why we need top. to make India great again. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. An interesting slogan. Just let, him, just let him get colonized again. Oh, God. <laughs> Make Jesus. India white again. At least then I'll be able to understand the call center employees I have to deal with with tech support. Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you want me to bleep your last name? It's wow. a joke, people. Kind of. It's getting spicy in here. It is getting spicy over here in my mouth. Oh yeah, how is that? Is it is the heat building up on you? It's building on me, and also the hops are building on me. It's it's uh, it's a weird a combo. Tough. Yeah, it is starting to smush the mango out. Mm. But I definitely tasted earlier, so I'm still giving him credit. There you go. That's the spirit. Uh, let's see. So mango habanero, kind of a an interesting flavor. Um, definitely a flavor uh, combination. I think that's that's. Indicative of the craft brew, you know, trend. Would you agree? Yeah. And there's not a whole... I think we were talking a couple weeks ago about how it's kind of difficult to find flavors that aren't crazy craft brew flavors. Am I right about that? Was that a couple weeks ago? Uh, that was like a month ago, but yeah. A month ago? Well, there is there is a new company out there who is trying to kind of take the nature of craft brewing and eliminate the crazy flavors and i'm not really sure what i think about that but oh god there's an ad from forbes.com house brew it is supposedly a a craft american lager and it's the only beer that this company makes it says house beer on it oh house beer what's what the deal I say? with house reading brew? <laughs> did i say house brew you did that's my bad yeah house beer that's that's what it's called it's the only one they make and it's a it's a crafted lager. Seems weird to me. I don't know that we can make a, a ruling on this until we taste it. That's true. I just have to do you think of, I'm I guess I'm just commenting on the idea of you know making only one beer and then also having that beer be kind of plain. I mean, I think then they're gonna go under. <laughs> who's the Who's the market? Because yeah. they're, they're not gonna be able to produce as cheap as Budweiser, and they're not gonna be able to get people like us to buy it because it sounds fucking boring yeah it does i'm not really sure i guess it says that they grew up drinking the silver bullet and then found that brew pubs and microbreweries left patrons quote too full or too drunk only so one they of decided sounds like to... an issue <laughs> what was that actually you know what neither of them sound like an issue yeah i know <laughs> well so if you're too I, full yeah i agree drink, where is really the market <laughs> then that's an issue I mean, I guess so. 
Well, now I'm sad. <laughs> oh, I got him. I didn't even mean to, but I got him. So, Samuel, you don't have a lot of faith in house beer. Oh, I mean, I would have to try it, but it would really have to be an amazing lager for me to ever get it ever again. Can a lager really be, like, I don't, ama- I don't amazing? Know that, I don't like, know that it can be. knock your socks off kind of a beer? Like, it's inherently just boring. like a plain, It's boring by definition. Beer. It's yeah. The, it's the Allen of beers. Yes, Yikes. It's fucking jacked, yo. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a gym. My roommate only fight drinks with Alan? lagers. It's weird. He only drinks lagers. Yeah, I bought him some beer to, to thank him for watching our dog once, and I got him something that was, like, intentionally boring, but just a little better, and I have a feeling he did not drink it. What was it? It was, like, a Marzen or something. Uh, I don't know. You that think like he didn't drink it? What did he do with it? He probably gave it to Brian. I'll drink, I'll drink anything, so... Alright, that's fair. Yeah, oh, dear. This, this company won't last. There's no way. Well, it looks like this is out California way, so Tyler, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to cover this. For Ooh, us. I'll have to peel my peepers. I don't like that. Well, I will keep an eye out for it. You remember? You guys remember that one time I managed to find a beer? That was pretty fun. That yeah. Pop Tart beer. Yeah, then I pretty had sweet. it also. Yeah, not to be outdone. Uh, <laughs> right. Wait, so you you'll actually have a way easier time getting this than with past beers, right? Because I have a car. Because you have an automobile. That's right. I can go down to the the big beer stores now. The big beer palaces. Have you have you been cruising around? Kind of. Actually, oh, that's something I did. Beck and I went to Fern Canyon, which is, well, it's exactly what it sounds like. Right? It's a canyon uh, with a little river running through it, a little creek, not really a river. Um, and on the canyon walls are completely covered in moss and ferns and greenery. So it's like you're you're walking in this emerald channel. It's pretty cool. Huh. It was an interesting place to go. So we went up there, and that's pretty much it. Like, I'm still biking around to do my everyday chores, you know, because I want to I wanna help that planet. And keep those thighs weirdly weird. <laughs> Sexily weird. Yeah. Speaking of weird and sexy stuff, you guys want to do the porn game? I still haven't thought of one. Shit. I actually have one. Hooray. <laughs> I, went, I went with a title. Wait, you what? I led into it with a title in mind. Okay, good for you. Well, as opposed to when I rely on you, Samuel. Right. Okay, I got one. It's bad. Okay, mine's also real bad. Do you have one, Brian? By chance? No. Okay. Oh. Were you? Were we even doing this last time? I'm even? not even sure. Do you know what? Do you know what is up right now? I. Maybe. I feel like you've talked oh. about it. Okay. So basically, I don't want to derail the podcast. No, it's fine. So basically, one of us is going to state the premise of a pornographic film, the title of which is very close to that of an actual film or TV show or book or whatever, and you have to guess the porn title. Based Fair on enough. The synopsis. Yeah. So I'll go first, I think. Okay. Uh, it's a movie, and in this pornographic feature, we visit a sort of Eden for Germanic lovers. Uh, are we in Poop Town right now? We sure are. Okay. German is shorthand for pooping in this game. <laughs> uh, and when you say in Eden, are you looking for the word garden? No. Okay. So it's like a just the idea of a new beginning or a, a heavenly region, that kind of thing? More like the second one. Okay. I'm trying to think of a word that rhymes with lost that means poop. No. For paradise. No. Lost. No. 
Uh, I don't think Paradise Lost was a movie. Oh, right, that's a book. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, you know me, I'm too cultured, so I can only think of yeah. literature. I can't figure out how to rhyme this Milton work with feces. I'm so cultured. <laughs> Is Paradise correct? No. How about Heaven? No. So you're allowed to play. You I know, know I'm, right? I'm thinking. I got nothing. <laughs> How's your back, Sam? I'm, I'm, a, bi- I'm a big dumb dummy. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm going to start guessing at uh, the poop terminology now. That was real easy. Is it poop? It's close to poop. Is it poops? Poopy? No. Pooping? Shorten it. Don't elongate it. Poo? It's poo. There you go. Okay. Oh, and this is one word. It's one, one you know, portmanteau. Okay. Is poo on the end of it? Is poo the suffix? No, poo is the prefix. Okay. <laughs> so it starts out It starts poo. off with poo. I, I got that. Yeah. I know, I know prefix and suffix. Okay. I'm not as learned and cultured as you two guys, but I think I'm all right there. Pootopia? Yeah, it's Pootopia. Oh, Zootopia. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So we had to make a pun on a pun to get there? <laughs> I guess so. See, now I just want to do Pootopia again based on the TV show Utopia, because at least there's only one degree of separation. Okay, uh, so I... I I changed mine. It's also really bad. It went from really bad to really bad. I'm not sure why I changed it. This is a movie. It's kind of like a more of a classic film. So think back in your brain. And this is this is about a place where you might tend to plants and flowers, and also you might ejaculate violently all over everyone. Garden. That's part of it. But it's not the secret garden. No. What classic film has the word garden in the title? I'm becoming increasingly concerned that you've not heard of this. I might not have, but I'll get there. I'll get there. I know Brian will help me get there. Mm, Probably not. Like I said, big dumb dummy over here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's it's actually gardens, plural. That's the second of two words. Is it? It's not garden bait, is it? No. I said gardens. Gardens is the second oh, of two. Oh. Garden bait is kind of funny though. <laughs> gardens bait. Garden bait is better than what I came up with for mine. So I also wouldn't call Garden State a classic <laughs> film. It came out like eight yeah. years ago. You're not a, yeah. not a big not a big Zach Braff fan. I didn't say <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like it and own it on DVD and also own the soundtrack. I'm just saying it's not a classic movie. It's not old enough. And also. Upon later viewings, it's not that good. <laughs> it's not that good. It really is. It really it's just resonated about how with. Sad he is. It resonated with a sixteen-year-old version of me that oh that does not exist anymore. <laughs> yeah. So just imagine a sixteen-year-old Sam. You can imagine how terrible the movie is. Oh, that guy's a bad head. Uh, <laughs> so gardens is the second word. In the original, the first word could be called a color. Could be called a color. Like, I don't want to just call it a color, because you guys are going to get, get up my dick with technicalities, but you can call it a color. And he's violently ejaculating in a in a bunch of gardens. Yeah. In the gardens. Yeah. <laughs> gray? Yep. Spray gardens? Yeah. <laughs> Is gray gardens really a, a yeah. an old movie? Yeah. Okay. Well, good for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, you were just like... What's a color word that rhymes with a blasting word? Got it. <laughs> Pretty much. Got it in six seconds. That's too bad. I mean, I'm proud of myself, but I'm also disappointed in us. I think it just kind of tells a tale of kind of, you know, your brain 
it constantly adapts. It's very plastic. So part of your brain is so devoted to this game that can't be devoted to like learning about trees and shit so you can be good yeah. at your job, that kind of thing. Right. I don't know math, but I found out spray gardens. Yeah. I can't remember okay. my anniversary specifically because I thought of spray gardens. <laughs> uh, it's a one-in-one-out situation in the club in your head, huh? Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is hot bitches. You let them in. Come on. Don't be stupid. <laughs> okay. Those, okay. That's the rules. Yeah. Just the money. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, you guys. Really helpful. Uh, let's just do our last article. How about that? Sure. From fox32chicago.com. Blah, blah, blah. Popular local beer brewer takes on price gouging stores. So on the surface of this, I like it, but I'm interested to hear your input. There is this guy, Eric Pallen, I believe. No, Mike Pallen, excuse me. Mike Pallen. He has started his own brewery. He's making tiny batches of beer. And he got an email from an angry customer saying that their local liquor store charged them $18 for a bottle of this gentleman's product. I have to assume that that's a bomber. I would assume, yes. It just says a bottle. Okay. And I guess $18 is four more dollars than the suggested retail price. And Mr. Pallon sides with the consumer and took to his Facebook page to blast the store for marking it up and said that, you know, people who gouge customers might not receive his beer anymore because he's in charge of his own distribution. And I'm like, yeah, all right, nice, way to go, take a stand. But I don't know that much about, you know, economics and markups and stuff. Is $4 really a big markup? Well, I think it's... I, my guess is he has built the markup into the suggested real t- retail price. Uh-huh. I would think. I can't imagine that it costs him $14 a bottle to make this beer. Mm, yeah, no, I can't imagine it does. So maybe it maybe it costs him 10 and he wants to turn uh-huh. a profit of 2 so he sells it to him for 12 and they're supposed to sell for 14 or something like that. I don't know. Okay. I'm making these – I'm pulling these numbers out of my ass. Sure. Well, I mean – Brian has a lot of information to share with us, I can tell. Do I? Um, I mean, I, I mean, if you look at it as a percentage of retail price, they're marking it up almost a quarter, which fairly outrageous. Okay, um, see? There we go. That's some good information to hear. I mean, Those are hard numbers. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a hard, that's a pretty, that's a pretty tough markup. I mean, but it's not necessarily unexpected. I've seen, I've seen bottles go for that price. I'm never going to buy them. But, I mean, they're going to charge what they can get for the product. I mean, if, if he's only making small batches, the, you know, the craft, brew, craft beer enthusiasts are going to go and buy that beer, probably regardless yeah. of what, what they charge for it. I kind of have to think that the, the free market is going to fix this. Like, e- either his beer is selling like crazy, so they're charging more for it because they know that they can, in which case he's getting his money because the liquor stores are buying from him. Or right. this beer isn't going to sell that well because it's overpriced. In which case, they will drop the price. Uh-huh. If it's a small enough batch, it'll it'll sell because the just the supply is so limited. Yeah. So, so I, I guess I guess this guy, this this the dude who posted on Facebook yelling at this guy about how his beer is too expensive is confused about how beer about, sales yeah, works. About how it works. Like, <laughs> like it, it's a it's a secondary price point that they're setting. Like, like throw, throw that at the liquor store and you might get some results. But right. I'd be but, I mean, it seems like the brewer has taken his side though and says, well, I, 
I'm not going to give it to stores if they're not going to, uh, if they're not going to keep it, you know, suppressed. He's, he's going to do that. He so. might as well start selling out of the brewery. If it's legal there, which depending on the state, it might not be. Right. Yeah. You can sell your own beer in Illinois, I'm pretty sure. Oh, right. You would know, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know. I mean, my brother's brewery definitely sells their beer directly well, out of I, their I, brewery. I'm just wondering if he needs special licensing for it. He probably, I mean, he probably does. I assume you need, you need a different thing to distribute versus yeah. actually brew. But I think it would be possible. But the thing is, is that if, if you know, if he wants to sell to stores, like they're going to charge what they're going to yeah. charge. Yeah. But I think now what he's done is gotten a bunch of publicity for his beer, gotten gotten a whole man of the people vibe going. So all he has to do is cut one liquor store out, keep selling to all the other liquor stores who are going to probably sell at the same price point, and he <laughs> still looks like a nice guy for it. I'm, I'm interested, I've never heard of this brewery, and I've had most of the craft stuff in Chicago at one point or another. It looks like it's pretty small. So that that's interesting. I've never even heard of it. Um, I really like the name of the, the beer, though, in question. Yeah, smells, smells like, like bean, bean spirit. That's great. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sucker for pun names. Yeah. I also like that. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, well, so, okay. Thank you, Brian and Samuel, because you both knew more about these sort of things than I did. Well, we're both smarter than you. I'm a businessman. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a numbers guy. <laughs> He does the maths. I'm a sadness man. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't care at all. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not even a little bit. It's almost his birthday. Damn. He doesn't have to care. So you cool. mean it was my birthday a couple days ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so bad at this illusion. <laughs> uh, okay. Is everybody pretty much ready to rate their beers? Yeah. All right. Since I introduced... No, actually, that's not true at all. I'm not ready to... I'm not ready. Come around. Come around to me. I'll be last. <laughs> okay. You go. Okay. I have Flying Dog Fever Dream Mango Habanero IPA. I don't remember if I mentioned this before. It's 7% ABV. And like I said before, I was really impressed with getting all three of those flavors. The mango has started to hide behind the heat and the bitterness as it's gone on because, you know, heat and bitterness build on you. Free flavors do not so much. Uh, mm-hmm. So it hasn't really been able to keep up, but I'm I'm still impressed. I think that this is a beer that's much better probably to sample or to share than to drink all 12 ounces of, because really, by the end, it's not interesting anymore. It's like the, the actual combination of hops isn't that appealing. And I think that this is probably brewed a little bit as a novelty, and it works really well as a novelty. I think that four ounces of this is the perfect amount to drink. So now that I'm 12 ounces in, I'm like, ah, I've had enough. But yeah. but really just accomplishing what they said I had to do, Mango Habanero IPA, that's that's a, that's a tough one. And I think they did a great job at it. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.4. I'd recommend this to anyone who's into hot pepper beers or who has someone to – has a couple of friends to share with because I think – you know, you might want to pass this one around or something like that. I think that's the the best way to enjoy it. Word, Brian. Yep. So I had the uh, the Toppling Goliath Lightspeed Pale Ale. Um, you know, not a, don't have a ton to say. It's a it's a pale ale, so it's not you know in, inherently not the most interesting beer, um, but pretty good at what it is. Um, you know, that's that's really about it. Tastes good, easy to drink, in my opinion. Not not too hoppy. Um, although I'm a I'm a big hops guy, so it could even go a little bit more for me. 
but good at good at what it is and what it's supposed to be. You know, I'll go with a seven. It's it's better than average, but not a not a game changer by any means. Okay. Let's see, I had Sierra Nevada's Five Hop Experimental IPA. It was pretty good. It says on the back it has flavors of vanilla, cedar, coconut, and orange. I got vanilla right away. As I kept drinking it, the cedar kind of came out. There is a woody characteristic to both the taste and the mouthfeel. I was going to ask actually... if you know enough about wood to be able to tell cedar from another wood. No, I don't. You know, if you were like, this tastes like oak, I'd be like, okay, I taste something like wood in there. You right. got me, you know. <laughs> so you taste you taste wood, and you're giving them the benefit of the doubt that that's cedar. I feel like I, that's all I can do. That's appropriate, you know? I think. Yeah. So, you know, I got the vanilla, I got the cedar, not a whole lot of coconut or orange, but that's okay. I think I'll give it a 5.9. You know, I don't honestly have that much to say or that many recommendations to give it's you know it's a pretty good ipa that has some interesting notes but it's not really that bold it's not really that traditional so it's kind of a weird category but you know if you're really into ipas and you love trying every different ipa out there maybe this beer is for you because it is you know somewhat different and interesting it's just not blowing me out of the water okay yeah so that's where I land on that. And Samuel, do you have something for next week? Well, we haven't finished moving all our shit yet. Uh-huh. So I can't go check the fridge for what else I have. Oh, because what a good point. Because it's across town. <laughs> right. But I do remember that I have a beer that I think you had on the show like a year ago. Um, hmm. First Amendment Fireside Chat. Yes, I did have that a while ago. So maybe I'll have that. Maybe I'll have something else. I'll have to see what I have. Okay, cool. Well, uh, uh, listeners... Tune in next week to the mystery of what we'll be drinking. Ooh. Uh, thank you, Brian, for being on the show. It's oh, fun thanks. to have you. Thanks for having me again, guys. Of course. Other than that, you can email us at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BruceDayTuesday, or you can comment on our links at BruceTuesday.com. Don't let the bastards keep you down, and we will see everybody in seven days for another episode. Bye! Am I supposed to say bye? Oh, yeah. Bye! Salud! Come suck here, catch all your tears. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. Here comes a shot, lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy, forget about your problems. This one's on me, fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me, got what you need. And take your medicine, you feel better. Oh, man, I was kind of tempted two-thirds of the way to try and induce vomiting just to keep the tradition alive. But then I didn't do that. <laughs> I'm Have you glad thrown you up the last two shows? No, I, no, no. The last time he was on was like a year and a half ago, and I had I puked and violent, had violent diarrhea. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that now. <laughs> yeah, that's the only other one Brian's been on. Right, right. Oh, dear. It's not, All right. it's not good looks. <laughs> that apartment's... Uh, it was in rough shape when yeah. I showed up there. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't eat chicken and stars. This is just (laughs) something bad. It turns my stomach.